Hey guys, quick note, we are now on Clubhouse and we're doing weekly Tuesday and Thursday rooms so you can stop by and we're just chatting parenting stuff in there. Hopefully we can get an actual club going once we do enough lives. So come check us out on Clubhouse. You can search for our names, Eric Smith or Dustin Lopez. Um, my username is uh, the Bearded DJ on there like everywhere else. I'm not sure what Dustin is, but check it out. Also, Patreon, still there. Um, we are going to start doing more lives in the Facebook group, and also we are starting the Patreon private feed for the podcast where we're going to talk about some more personal stuff that we won't uh, talk about on the public feed, just get a little bit more candid, um, and hopefully have some of the patrons on to join us there as well. Um, so just something to support the show. Thanks a lot. Enjoy this episode. Everybody, welcome to New Dad, Newer Dad, episode number seventy-nine. I'm Eric Smith, and I'm here as always with Dustin Lopez. I'm here. What's up, yo? I uh, I always forget wh- what country the Dutch are from. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's just like a lot of things is like Spanish, Spain, and it's like Dutch, Holland. Like it, it doesn't like my brain can't pick that up for some reason. So mm-hmm. I had a little bit of a snafu. Um, but you know, whatever. My Siri has been doing that whole, that whole opening bit. Your what? I said I must have said "Hey Siri" to something because it was recording the whole thing into my text message that I was in. Well, maybe it's going to correct you on the Dutch. Maybe. Just before we get started, I want to remind everybody that we are we're on Clubhouse. Uh, if you want to get on Clubhouse, you don't have an invite. Uh, let us know. I have a bunch of invites to give out. I'm sure Dustin does as well. Um, find us on there. We we're doing live uh, rooms on Tuesdays and Thursdays in the morning. You can find me at the Bearded DJ or Eric Smith if there aren't a million of us on there already. Uh, Dustin, you're just at Dustin Lopez, right? Uh, yes, that's correct. So I, I love consistency. Uh, throw us a follow and uh, and and join our rooms and then hopefully we can get a club going on there Um, that's why we're doing all these rooms so we can get a club started Um, so it's a little bit easier for you to find the rooms and and all that and and connect with other people like us that's that's the business side of stuff um well and we've i mean uh, we haven't had like a ton of traffic through there yet but i feel like we we've been wasting a lot of good material in there that we saving for the podcast instead yeah. of you know, talking it through uh, for for one or two people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I I think it's just like everyday conversation. Okay. Nothing what did I? What, what was it today that I said save it for the podcast? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't listening. Really? You were the one talking. Yeah, that's when I don't listen. But I'm getting so good at listening, buddy. Like, honestly, so good. I listened for 45 minutes this morning to two other people talk and, like, hardly interrupted. Congratulations. I, I know. Thank you. Um, I do have... Uh, I do have to just open up this particular episode with a thought, if you don't mind. Okay. 
I wrote down a note in my iPhone. Uh, somebody asked me recently why I feel the need to talk so much about how I grew up in a bubble or why I talk so much about the growth that I've experienced in terms of, um, you know, being uh, privileged, uh, th these kinds of things that we often talk about. Somebody asked me why it was that I feel the need to talk so much about that. And, um, and I just wanted to kind of like throw it out there for anyone that's listening is that um, when I grew up, I, I had a, a pretty core solid group of friends. Um, but I felt very out of place socially. I had a couple of different social circles, but I was never, you know, like popular. I was never, um, I was very much the opposite of my sister. And so um, growing up, having that kind of out of place mindset, I think being an adult now, um, my answer to that question is that being an adult now, it really, really grinds my gears when I see anything in the world that where, where one person thinks that they're better than another person, just intrinsically. Uh, somebody can be smarter than somebody else. Somebody can be more athletic. Somebody can be, you know, a lot of different things. You know, we all have our own unique talents and gifts that we've been given. Uh, but I have a major, major problem. And it's the reason that it's like the, the what fuels this kind of growth. And the reason why I talk about it so much is because I just absolutely have such disdain for anybody that just says, I'm better than that person based on something that they know nothing about. So if you're sitting there and you're making fun of somebody for, you know, being large, you know, many people are large and, you know, they carry extra weight because they don't care. And they, you know, that is tr the truth. But there are some people out there that don't have, they, maybe they have a metabolic disorder. Maybe they have a lot of different things. Maybe they have a thyroid problem could be a lot of different things that that person is experiencing. You know nothing about that. Do not pass judgment. Do not pass go. You know, you're an idiot for thinking that you're better than somebody else because of the color of their skin or because you look better than they do or you're smarter than them or whatever else. And it just pisses me off to no end um, that there's people out there that do that. And that's why we talk about a lot of these things like, you know, race and privilege and and growth and learning about yourself and knowing that what you used to think isn't what you should think now. And um, and you're a better person now because you have that growth. And um, and so when I was asked that question, I felt really almost offended again um, because it was like, of course, I'm going to talk about that. That's like my personal journey, that's me being completely the opposite of who I used to be. You know, uh, I used to be an introvert. No, I'm a little more extroverted. I used to be probably a little racist, not knowing it. And now I'm not. I recognize and I'm very, very conscious of what I say and what I do. And I, I try my best to educate other people on that uh, through this medium. So I just wanted to open up by saying that. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you feel, you know, similar things in your life? Uh, what? Well, I wasn't listening. What did you say? 
Do you feel like as a, a, you know, who you are, what you look like, your growth is something that's central to who you are now? Or have you always just been an open-minded, raging liberal? Mm-hmm. No, God, no. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, but I don't, like, it almost sounds like you're taking it too far because I don't, I don't get like super angry when people make those comments. I just... Um, I just, uh, I try and steer people in the right direction. I think I'll get angry. Well, yeah, I do get angry. Actually. I'm you, I mean, angry. You're like you're saying you're, you're an idiot. If you, <laughs> well, you're an idiot. I think that we can all admit that if you're going to pass judgment on somebody and know nothing about their lives, you're an idiot. Yeah. I mean, it, it's difficult to not pass judgment when you've been doing it almost your whole life and and people around you have been doing it for so long it's it's really hard to but um, to the detriment of that person is a a whole other thing yeah it's it's tough to get out of that um but i think i I feel like i'm doing a pretty good job um doesn't mean i I still don't think stupid things i I just uh i'm not saying them like i used to that's for sure yeah, I, I I understand that as a 35-year-old adult that the word retarded is not the way that I used it in 8th grade. No, right. and it was I mean it was on every TV show that we were watching. Like right. if you you watch something from the late 90s and early 2000s, I mean it's it's all over it. Even even the yeah. F word is all over it. Yeah. Like nothing. Um are we are we saying a derogatory term for gays? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just heard that in Dawson's Creek last night. Yeah. Well, I mean, was it was the plot like around that? Y- y- yes, and but it's still not a word that you would hear a gay man talk about themselves as on television today. Um I mean, I think if if used in the right way and like in an educational way, I think they probably still would use it like that. No, There's this was like him just calling himself, him just calling himself that, and that's not something I, that I think you might be able to find that somewhere. I I I have not seen that. I have not, and I watch uh, you know HBO shows and stuff like that. So yeah, when I was you know junior high and high school, and she's into college, I I mean yeah, that's these are just words that we use. Um, but people can change. You grow out of it. Some people don't grow out of it. And you just kind of, you know, either you're comfortable with that person enough to be like, eh, maybe we don't say that anymore. Or uh, you, you know better that they're they're not the type of person that's going to change. Or you just let it go and maybe distance yourself from that person. Well, you can, you can distance yourself from people. But when people are family or people are, you know, very close friends that you see often, I mean, that's going to be very challenging. Mm-hmm. You know? Um seen a lot of people often what's that said you've seen a lot of people often not lately i mean a little bit lately i mean like on zooms and stuff like that Mm. but i i don't know i just i i got made fun of a lot i you know had i had again i had a lot of you know core group of friends but i was certainly not somebody that was playing football was 
you know, I was in like marching band, you know, like those kinds of things were typically not the cool things to do, right? And I think that when you look at that as an adult and you say, oh, there's this, you know, this kid that has, you know, a learning disability or something like that, or they have, or maybe their maybe their family didn't have the means to, you know, do something or have a house or, you know, maybe they wear the same three outfits or, you know, maybe they're on a, a, a school lunch program or something, whatever. I don't know. There's a lot of things that probably people get made fun of and, and discriminated against. And then you carry that through adulthood and it's just, it's not right. It is something that we talk about often. And we talk about it often because I'm not the same idiot that I was when I was 20. And I don't feel like it's right to, you know, come out of high school, become a different person and pretend like I didn't, I wasn't the person on the other side of the coin for so many years. And uh, I think it's just important to acknowledge that. That's why I personally have a pretty active stance against discrimination racism, you know, these kinds of things. I say I don't, I don't think that like high schoolers and, and kids that age have changed very much because if something like something will pop up on my for you page on TikTok that like somehow like some high schoolers thing popped up in there and you know, there'll be some caption and they, they are still using words like that. And, um, just like oh well it's not it hasn't gone away it's just people grow out of it i'm I'm just curious but um but when we were that age i think adults were using the language too so mm-hmm. yeah no no doubt i think the sense of right and wrong now is different and we need to continue to acknowledge word up what's that I said word up word um, hey, so, uh, I know we talked about this a few months back, um, but I, I saw a book. I, I texted you this book this week. Oh, I, I saw a book too. What book did you see? Oh, I, I saw a bunch of books. Oh, I saw somebody posting about this, but one, one particular book. There's another um, one. And it kind of struck me. I texted it to you. Did you get my text? When? Um, this text, this particular text was at Tuesday, on Tuesday at 2.15 p.m. This Tuesday? Yeah, you didn't respond. You also didn't respond to my TikTok video, um, on Tuesday at 7.51 p.m. That was hilarious. I didn't really like it very much. What? Oh, it says I have, yeah, I didn't click on that until much later. Mommy says I have a brother. Well, now you just ruined it. Now you're going to have to cut that. Why? Because well, I just wanted to talk about it before I got to the book today. Well, hey, why don't you hit me with some book music real quick? What? Oh, no. 13 minutes in. <laughs> we'll do the book early and then we'll talk about the topic after. Hold on. Hello, 
I am here today to present my cure for erectile dysfunction. As someone who has never seen a penis in real life before, I believe I can bring a fresh set of eyes to this classic engineering problem. My first idea is to put it in a splint like a broken leg. My second idea is you take a steel brace and you screw one end into the penis and the other into the balls. That's holding it aloft. My third idea is freeze it. To do this, you can put a little hole in your refrigerator and put your thing in it. Um, if anyone asks you why you're having sex with the fridge, you can avoid all embarrassment by saying, I'm not having sex with the fridge. I'm doing this so I can have sex with my girlfriend later. My fourth idea is use a compression sock. It can double as a condom. You can't. Her her sense of humor, like her inton the intonation in her voice, is like, um, what's the one girl from? Have you the one uh, last man on earth? Oh, um, Kristen Shaw. Yes, yes, exactly. That's who. Um, man, that just was the best. The best. Yeah, I've seen funnier. I I like the. I my ass off the freezing one was the best one for sure yeah without a doubt um, <laughs> i like that she, she did the captions for I, I get people do that for deaf people so they can read them so they uh, oh really yeah everybody is doing the captions now um yes i like i like that kind of thing being typed out it's pretty funny uh, so anyway uh i i'm getting back to the Topic I somebody had posted about this book like on Instagram or something like that, and um, I checked it out. I don't usually do that. Um, I, usually, I usually like to find my own stuff, uh, but basically, it sent me down a rabbit hole. And I know we talked about this a few months ago, but just the idea of miscarriage and um, and birth that happens uh, where there's like a stillborn. There's maybe you lose a baby shortly thereafter. Um, and it just sent me down this rabbit hole of like, man, I'm, I'm so thankful that I've never had that happen. And uh, and so I, I ended up like reading all this stuff and we never really got into that topic. And I don't intend to today either because um, I'm a guy and I don't mean to um suppose what a woman would feel in that instance but i can certainly just spend a couple minutes talking about it from a dad's point of view um because after reading all this stuff i feel like it's the one thing in that whole you i mean you cannot find enough written about what dad's role in that is supposed to be I mean, it's just so you literally you literally can't is what you're yeah, saying. Like there's not a whole lot out there. Mm. And all I did was just like um, try to find more, try to find more. Um, and it's just so hard to find something like that. Just thought I would like throw that out there and there's very little. Um, but I did find a couple things uh, that I thought were helpful if somebody's listening to this and they've gotten this far in maybe they're 
on a second child or something like that. Um, but, uh, and I know we've had some listeners as well that have had to, had to deal with this. Um, but it, it, I found a couple of things that I just didn't know about just right off the get go, which was that like almost all the time, like only 1% of pregnancy losses occur after the 13th week. So if like you're just got pregnant and you're at like, you know, week 13 and afterwards, like the chances are so slim um, that it just it, it rarely happens. I did not know that. I thought it seemed like there was more like more areas of, of pregnancy. And um, so the impact of miscarriage on men. OK. Uh, fathers uh, have a different role in this. And again, I've never had like this, have to like deal with this, but I feel like it's something to like address. And uh, we're really big about mental health, you and I, right? Growth, mental health, that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that you, what I've learned through this process and uh, we'll end up talking about it towards the end of the podcast here in, in the book, um, is that uh, for for people that have uh, a second or a first child or a second first and a second or you know other children, um, it's it's about dad's role can be a really great person for uh, mom and uh, and then also for the kids in different ways. And uh, the emotional part of that is a great way for, a man to kind of fit into the picture because you're experiencing grief of your own and helping other people through their grief is something that as you read it uh has uh, you kind of have a good a good place for that so anyway um grief supporting your partner um you know take it slow those are kind of the big themes there uh, and my book later on will be about this particular topic. That's it. Terrific. What else? I don't know. I was still trying to think of what we were talking about earlier. I told you to save it. Maybe it was about nutrition and the kids. No. Because we did talk about that. It wasn't It wasn't because you were up all night. Was it um, preschools? Was it preschools? I don't know. That's what I just asked you. I don't know. I don't know. We were we were talking about the the WB store quite a bit. The Warner Brothers. What do you um, what do you do when Bo says no? Um, I don't know if I want to get into that's a. I feel like we need Ryan Allen in here for that conversation. It's true, we do, but what do you do just I, to, I mean, I, I don't know. There's no No, like what do you what did you do the last time that Bo said no? I don't remember. I I don't I don't lock those away in a vault here every time that happens. So that's that's my issue and that's what I need to um start keeping track of for when we do talk to Ryan so I know what I'm doing. Cause I don't know, it's all in the moment. And a lot of times he just makes me mad. Um, I don't know. It de- depends on what mood I'm in, I guess. And and how annoying he's being. 
So I uh, I learned a tip this week from TikTok. Oh, great. Just a tip. Just for a second. Just to see how it feels. Um, basically, the problem most of the time is that when you're doing things like timeout or getting angry or, t- you know, taking away TV for not eating their banana, um, you know, these kinds of things are not teaching the kid anything. And from zero to five uh, is where you, you have the most development in, you know, your emotional states and how you deal with your emotions. And so when they're getting angry and they're saying no and, and that kind of stuff, that's a learning opportunity. And so what uh, I learned from this TikTok video this week is that if you're going to say, if, if uh, you know, if they're going to take their ice cream and they're going to throw it, then, you know, you can say, you know, well, no more ice cream. That is a direct corollary to correlation to uh, what just happened. Okay. So. If they're throwing a fit about having to leave the TV, okay, yeah, we're shutting the TV off and they're throwing a fit, then, you know, you can explain to them that, hey, when we act like this, then you're not going to get TV. Direct correlation. They're learning something, right? And kids don't have the ability to associate, you know, not doing um, like, well, what would be a good thing? Like cleaning up after themselves and taking away the iPad. It has nothing to do with one another in their mind. So when your child says no, make sure that whatever you're saying in response to that is in response to whatever they're saying no to. How do you feel about that? Can you, uh, do you have like an example? Yeah. So what's the last thing Bo said no to? I, d- I don't remember. Yeah, so just create a situation. You wanted him to go clean up his toys. Do you ever okay. ask him to do that? Sure. Yeah, so you ask him to clean up his toys. He says no. And you say, well, then I'm taking away your, you know, your TV time. He's not correlating that in his brain. Mm-hmm. He has n- no cognition of what you're trying to communicate to him. Yes, I understand that part. So he the 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 when you're telling him to clean up his toys and he's not doing it, the toys are the issue. So you take away the toys, not something that's outside of the toys. So often I'm like, okay, you're going in timeout or you know something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's no correlation between sitting in a corner looking at the wall and whatever he's going in timeout for. Doesn't make any sense. Okay. So timeouts are stupid. I feel like Ryan has addressed this thing of taking away toys. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Like it's not the right thing you're supposed to do. Because, I, I have, because once the toys are gone, they're, they're, they don't even care about them. Hmm. I guess we'll have to ask him. Yeah, I think there was a specific video like this that he 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 gave an alternative, and I hate that I can't remember stuff like this. But maybe the toys are a bad example. Maybe, yeah. I guess you always have to be asking yourself, "What is you know my child learning from mm-hmm. whatever?" The whole um, 
the the when instead of if thing is great i think because you had brought that up a while back a couple weeks ago at least yeah um i've been i've been using that quite a bit so if he he asks for something like he's asked for the ipad so well, when you when you do this i'll give you this because that's an immediate thing it's not like something in the future yeah i really like the when instead of if thing you know what i learned from my sister this past weekend and instead of but, but negates the previous statement and adds on to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny how like one word can change so much. Don't you? Don't you think? Yeah, of course. Especially for little kids like that. We were on a Facetime tonight, and Mateo was watching his iPad, and uh, well, not his iPad, my iPad, because he broke his. And um, he was frustrated that I took it away. And Melissa and I immediately go to, you know, um, you know, you seem really angry right now. You look really frustrated. And the person we were on the FaceTime with goes, wow, you guys are like really talking about his feelings. That's that's like really progressive stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I just. I, I, if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, great. But I'm, um, I just learned it on TikTok. Okay, here hold on. I found, I found the Ryan Allen video, so we got an immediate answer here. Okay. It's not that this is a good or a bad parenting choice. It's just the choice that you've made. I would really encourage you to consider another option here, though. Young kids have no concept of time. So throwing it away forever is really the same as if you said, if you choose not to clean up, you lose them for the rest of today. The difference is by throwing them away, you've gotten rid of the problem, but the next day you don't have a chance for them to try again, which means you've lost the opportunity for them to get it right and to learn that getting it right means I don't have that consequence. Because teaching what to do is so much more valuable and effective than just focusing on what not to do. That was, he, and he, he had stitched someone, you know, throwing away toys at the beginning of the thing. It, and what, what's funny about it is that it, that's what I was trying to, you know, communicate is it's the learning aspect of it. Mm-hmm. He was just, he's a lot more eloquent about saying it. Like, that's why the, that's why the, the toy example is like pretty bad example, I guess, because it's not allowing them to learn anything, but there's plenty of examples. Like if you just, if you just pause before saying like, Hey, you're in timeout or, Hey, you're getting these toys taken away or whatever. Like, what is the direct correlation? What are they learning? Make sure that it's very clear to them and they, they connect a to a and not try to like a to Z. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's, that's where like the words come in. Like if is abstract, when is concrete, you know what I mean? Yeah. So try a time in every once in a while, you know? This is why everybody should be on TikTok. Yes, everybody should be on, on TikTok. What else is going on? Um, well, we fed Solomon pizza for the first time uh, this week. I thought it was kind of a, a cool experience to kind of see him, like, you know, try new textures. And he 
he was trying new textures, you know, for the last like month and a half, mm. two months, and he couldn't quite get it. Like he'd choke often. He'd w- couldn't really swallow stuff. Or he wouldn't want to swallow stuff. So it was kind of nice um, that. I don't know that like he he's starting to show so much development in such a small amount of time. He's starting to talk a little bit. He says juice for some reason. He says dada, mama, baba. He knows what things are. He knows what not to do. Like I'll tell him, hey, don't go up on the mantle and he'll go. You know, as if to say no. And that really worked in an audio format, I know. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I just really can I tell you what my biggest plight is right now? What's up? Potty training. I just for the life of me, I can't commit. And I don't want to like try to commit and then not commit and then put him back like five years. I feel like it's um not to make light of anything, but I feel like it's kind of like a, a rehab for an addict. Like they they have to want to do it in order for it to stick. You know? Yeah. You can't force it on them. Like we're trying with Quinn and, and she'll like a couple times a week she'll she'll go in and, and be successful and then like just tonight she we were we were getting dressed for uh for bed and she didn't have the diaper on for a while and I was like, Okay, you know, if you don't have the diaper on, you gotta use the potty and then we go upstairs and we're just about to get our pajamas on and her diaper and she just stands there and pees in her bedroom. Hmm. Um and she starts crying because, like, I, I run her to the bathroom, and I'm like, not yelling at her or anything, because I don't, like, I don't know why that they they get so scared after they they do that wrong. Like, I know I'm not yelling at them or anything when they do it, because yeah, it's not something you need to make them scared of. Just they just need to improve on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just stood there and like looked down and started peeing. Like, it's interesting. Like that that happens to a lot of kids. I feel like you know they get maybe it's shame or something. Like I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, we we were over at some friend's house over the weekend, and um, the boy's about six months older than Bo. Um. And he doesn't wear a diaper to bed. And somehow that got brought up that Bo still wears a diaper to bed. So then, you know, Bo has been asking to not wear a diaper to bed. Mm. He wants to be like his friend. Um, Peer pressure. But he still pees a little bit. So we keep it on. So I'm not sure if we we should not be doing that. We should just have some waterproof sheets on. I, mean, I think we do anyways, but I don't know. I don't want to change sheets every day. I mean, eventually he's going to get it, right? I, I don't know. When does when do kids stop peeing in their bed? That's a good like, question. Does he, need, does he need to not have the diaper in order to stop peeing in the bed? Like, is he waking up and just being like, oh, I got the diaper on. I'm, I'm good. And then he just goes. Because after we put him to bed, if he's still awake, you know, very often he'll get out and go to the bathroom again mm-hmm. and then go back to bed. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening at night when he has to pee. Like late, late. Does he have access to the to a toilet? Yeah. Maybe when it's warmer out. No, when you don't. 
no that has anything to do with it but like when it's warmer out and maybe we don't have the heat on or something or the ac yet you know and he doesn't have to be like covered up in blankets Mm. i'll start taking it off yeah i just don't want to change sheets in the middle of the night also i'm just reading this thing on parents.com about at what age can they do certain things Mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff seems really young yeah that's why i don't read that stuff wiping their own tush three years getting dressed four years clipping nails four years pouring liquids four years and up clearing dishes four years showering five years tying shoelaces five years and up using grown up scissors five years brushing teeth six to seven years making lunch nine years like what the heck what are we living in the 1500s Here's Mandy. Mandy says if he's asking not to have the diaper, it's probably worth a shot to try for a couple nights. Yeah. He probably should. I just don't want... This is why I didn't want to have all the blankets, because I didn't want him to like pee on the duvet and like, you know, the less stuff he's peeing on, the better. The, the, she also says hers are 10 and 12 and they don't clip their own nails. Um. Yeah, Bo does a lot of those things. He doesn't clip his own nails. He's he gets dressed. He gets really frustrated when he gets dressed. Um, I taught him the magic way to put on his coat. About well, probably in fall when we started wearing coats again, and he loves putting on his own coat. Um. Yeah. What else? Well, there's this article as well right next to the other one, and it's I just got sucked down a rabbit hole again. This article says, stop asking me about my child's milestones, especially now. And it says, every child will create their own milestones timeline, period. Add a pandemic, and that timeline, timeline may shift more, but here's why that's okay, according to experts. Who are these experts? I mean, Lord Almighty. My Rebecca was reading by the time she was two. Like, piss off, Rebecca. Like, why is this even a thing? Each The bottom line, each child is unique. Each grows and develops at his or her own pace, and each will reach their milestones when they need to. And that should, be, that should happen without parents feeling obligated to track progress for everyone who happens to ask. Feel free to respond with a very simple, she'll get there when she's ready. After all, isn't that what's most important? Yeah, I stopped comparing Bo to other kids a long time ago. <laughs> and then somebody writes, perhaps you can also stop being so sensitive when people ask innocent questions and grow a spine for the sake of your child. This is the kind of shit that pisses me off. You didn't need to say that. Just walk away from the article. I'm sorry. This is No, that's re- that's the kind of stuff that I was I just know. wanted to open with. I, I'm telling the commenter, hey, you can just walk away from, you don't need to say that. Gosh, people are such a-holes. I would venture to say, and, you know, everybody can get up all in arms about this, but that guy was probably a chauvinist. Why Why is that person? That guy was probably politically incorrect most of the time. Why is that person on a website that, you know, offers help and stuff? Because clearly the, he knows everything. So why is he on there just to leave comments like that? 
I anyway. guess so. Trolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do either of, do any of your kids like climb a whole bunch? Yeah, yeah, of course they're kids. You know, that was a little presumptuous. Mateo hasn't climbed at all. No. No, he doesn't like climbing. It's interesting. You want, you want to bring him over here and anytime you invite me. I've only been over over I've only been, ever been invited once. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You're you're busy. I know when you're busy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm having all these people over and not inviting you. <laughs> Just to my house. Um, we got Sally's birthday coming up. I was going to ask what's going on with the birthday. One years old. Um, it's a full moon party. Oh, so you come naked? Yep. Everybody has to wear is has to come pantsless. Um. No, they, uh, you know, the idea is like rocket ships and that kind of stuff, space stuff. Um, it'll be a really cute uh, Instagram post, I'm sure, because Melissa's all about that. Do you remember the, the cassette tapes that, I don't know if, if you're familiar with this, um, there was this cassette tape where you can have, uh, like, they customize it to whatever the person's name is. And it was for birthdays, and the, it was this guy named Zoom, and he would sing, he would sing you a birthday song. <laughs> My name is Zoom, and I live on the moon, and I came down to Earth just to sing you this tune. Cause Eric, it's your birthday. Hey Eric, it's your birthday. I, I remember this from <laughs> this was before I was in grade, any kind of school. I do not remember that at all. My grandma bought us all those the Zoom tapes. Oh my God, Zoom! I'm gonna look it up on YouTube right now. Zoom birthday song. Here it is. Oh my goodness! There's a video that goes along with it, but it was just a cassette tape. Oh, this one's for Matthew. Space command. This is space command to Zoom. All systems are go for your message. Let's see how well Matthew. I did on this. Hey Matthew. It's your birthday. I'm in charge of the stars and I'm here to say, Hey, Matthew, you're the big star today. My name is Zoom and I live on the moon. But I came down to Earth just to sing you this tune. Cause Matthew, it's your birthday today. A present for you I wanted to find An outer space creature, a one-of-a-kind A wild wop or a kookle too An apple drop or a buzzer snoop Or maybe a three-eyed tickle shade For your birthday Did you ask? You're having way too much fun with us. It's nothing new, but that will do for you on your birthday. I search behind the clouds. All right. Uh, Mandy, do you remember this? She's... I'll, I'll never get these three minutes back in my life. All right. <laughs> Great. This, is, this has to be from the 80s, and I still remember the song. 
You play that stuff all the time. Um, that's something that's kind of gone away is those, uh, oh, the original Zoom. I get it. Um, those things that like just with names on them that are customized, like the little license plates and stuff. Mm. And they still have them in places like Myrtle Beach and Virginia Beach and you know, those kind of places. Yeah. But God, there were so many of those from those weird magazines mm-hmm. where you'd have your name uh, embroidered onto something. Yeah. Towels and we had bags. Everybody had their name on it. Anyway, sorry. You just, I don't even know where that came from. Just talking about birthdays for little kids. I completely forgot um, what we were even talking about. So because oh, you were talking about the moon and a birthday. So that reminded me of my name is zoom sure. and I live on the moon and I came to earth just to sing you this tune. Yeah. Anyways, so what uh, what what are you gonna do? Are you gonna have people over, or what do you? What's no the plan? way, Jose. We're not there yet. Um, we got uh, my my mother and father and sister are coming into town, and that'll kind of be a nice little family get together with my in laws, my sister in law and her boyfriend. When is that? Um. It's the weekend before the 16th. So I don't know what that is. Before it's the, it's the next weekend. weekend. Like my parents get into town like a week from today. Next Sunday is the 14th. Yeah, that's the day that they're doing it. Okay. <clears throat> so you're not going to the wedding show that day? Oh, no, definitely not. No, I'm not going to any wedding shows this year. Got it. Yeah. I thought I heard some rumblings that you were doing that one. Maybe, and I did just unbeknownst to me. I, Melissa actually asked me about that tonight. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think we ever came to a resolution on that, but what else? Um, now you just reminded me, actually, that I, I... Maybe I committed to two things at the same time tomorrow. I have no idea what it was, though. Hmm. Um... Yeah, so for Ford's birthday, like, are, are we obligated to have like a, a Star Wars birthday until he's able to actually choose the theme? Oh yes, a hundred percent. Since May the fourth. Have you ever? Um, I saw a TikTok video the other day where you get to like build your own lightsaber. Have you seen this? Yeah, dude, it's been happening since they opened up the uh, Star Wars land or whatever it is. Been there? No. Do we want to take a joint new dad, newer dad? trip here's here's the problem i've also seen tiktoks where they compare they compare those lightsabers to some like private company that makes their own and they're not nearly as good and you're paying like 200 bucks when you make your own at disney you get to keep it at disney yeah yeah you're keeping it oh hell there's this company called a neo pixel that they they make their own high quality lightsabers that sound a lot better and look a lot better. And they, they, uh, they turn on a lot nicer. Um, so they do like a side by side of the Disney lightsabers and the Neo pixel ones. So if I'm going to spend a lot of 350 bucks. Yeah. This one's 1500 bucks. Yeah. A kid into that, that knows like what's going on. He wants to make his own. I feel like if I went to Disney, I would 
one day I would want to go by myself or just with adults to do that kind of stuff. I'll tell you, I had no idea. I did a wedding once and the guys, the groomsmen and the groom were like completely into Star Wars, like so into Star Wars. And um, they, they were talking about like different stances and holding the lightsaber in different ways and how like if you know this guy went up against old you know older version of Darth Vader would he would he win or if this guy went up against younger Anakin Skywalker then he would win and this I mean it was like just crazy um but the idea that you would spend $1500 on a lightsaber is just crazy to me 1500 yeah this is a 89 saber count Dooku lightsaber profi version 2.2 soundboard with NeoPixel setup. Oh, Dooku's got the uh, the angled hilt. Also. Yes. And then there's a Grand Master one for 184. Like, wow. Who would have thunk all this stuff? Man, I need to get my back scratcher out of my car. That sounds really good. Hey, if anybody wants a new dad, newer dad back scratcher, let us know. We'll get you some swag. They're beautiful. Um, well, I I mean, I think that... Um, I'm sorry it wasn't more thrilling of an episode here. That's okay. Join us on Clubhouse. <laughs> where, we, where we talk about everything and then forget it before the podcast. No way, Jose. We don't forget anything. It's just part of conversation. Is that throat in your noise? And was that no Jesus? Was that noise in your throat? Maybe. I went like while the song was going, it went. <laughs> Did that come from your throat? No, it was like I just said, whoa. No. I'm going to play that one back. It's weird. You didn't say anything. Books. Today's oh. book is uh, yeah, brought. It's great. Today's book is. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Yeah, you want me to mute? No, you're good. Today's book is written by Stephanie Resendes, um, and Carrie Bell is the illustrator. Um, and the book's title is Mommy Says I Have a Brother. Um, Mommy Says I Have a Brother is designed to open up a conversation with your children about a sibling they may or may not have met, making it easier for them to ask questions and learn about a special person that is no longer here with them. Uh, and I think it's kind of a, a neat idea for a difficult topic. Um, I think that it's applicable to a lot of different situations. And that's what I really like about it. Um, it's just opening up that conversation. And uh, again, uh, this is something that you can get on Amazon for $8.99 in paperback. There is a hardcover book as well that is a lot more expensive. Um, but if you like hardcover books, great idea. Uh, or you go to half 
Price books. I don't know if it's going to be there, though, because this is a relatively new book. Uh, October 6, 2020 is when it was published. And again, it's called Mommy Says I Have a Brother. There's also Mommy I Says I Have a Sister. Um, so this is a reading age baby to seven years. It's 18 pages. Um, pretty pretty easy read. Um, you know, obviously the topic is a little heavy, but um, yeah. Mommy Says I Have a Brother, illustrated by Carrie Bell. Still, still going to town. Oh, yeah. That back scratcher is pretty good, isn't it? Great. I've been forget that I had for days now, and now you just reminded me. I wish I had, wish I had one in the car, and I wish I had one at the office too. I have one in the car. I'm gonna go get it after this. Oh, that feels great. It's like having a. It's a way better than a Theragun, right? Sure. Um. All right, Clubhouse, Patreon. Instagram. Hey, guess what? What? Um, I commented on a post. What post? Uh, in our patron group. Just now? No, no, no. Earlier this week. You know what it was about? Hmm. Kids sleeping in your bed. Don't make it a habit or you end up like Eric. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, we all make choices. You made your bed, now sleep in it. Well, nobody did it on purpose. It wasn't like, oh, we love having these kids in bed. Did you give me the, the, the sound effect? Did you, did you what, did the you sound? what did you say? I, I said you, you, you made your bed, now sleep in it. Oh, okay. Not, not that one. Yeah, that one works. Oh, my Lord. Okay, well, um, where can people find us, Eric? I just said. Oh. I wasn't listening. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say all the things. Say all I, the things. Say all the things. You're so good at saying all the things. Episode seventy nine. Who's is anybody jumping in on this episode? I don't know. Anyway, you can find me at Dustin on the road or on Clubhouse at Dustin Lopez. You can find Eric at the Bearded DJ. Everywhere. Uh, that's pretty much everywhere, um, other than on a now defunct Twitter page. What? I still, I still am on there. You're still on Twitter as Cleveland Poops. Oh no, I still own that account, but no, I, I'm okay. Well, I'm just saying that's the only place that you're not the bearded DJ. So transferred over to no. There's plenty of places I'm not the bearded DJ, just none that could advertise. Stretching your back like that, it's like why is this like yawning? Yeah, gosh. Okay, we're out. I got to get off this stream yard right now. I got to get my back scratcher. You know what they say here at New Dad, Newer Dad, be a dad, be a real dad, read a book to your kid. Thanks. Bye. You want to ride the Peloton? No, I want to go get my back scratcher and go to bed. I got to wake up at five in the morning. You don't have to. Well, I choose to. You're live still, by the way. I know. Are you still, are you going to do the thing again? I want my back scratcher. <laughs> my God. Get me all like, ugh. Come on, do it. <laughs>